in a home where dad was not around. We were always going out and getting in fights on weekends. You just be the first one to hit really hard. Develop an attitude and it's all show and it was just, it was just terrible. All sourced in anger. All sourced in anger. We all experience anger, it's actually what we do with it. Well, I, I pull in front of him and he's flipping me off. So you were scared of your father. I heard it. You're gonna end up just like your dad. Wow. Who died as a result of a fist fight on the side of the room. We gotta cut the root, then all that fruit dies. So when you got delivered from anger, all that other stuff will die. Today we are we're working through this overcomer series. And so what we're talking about is things that we've overcome. And so I want you to share a little bit of your story. Um, you have a powerful story. And you right now are traveling in the Church of the Nazarene as an evangelist, and you're going into churches, and you're just declaring the gospel. And uh, just share a little bit of your story. I know your story because I've known you for a long time, but I, I would love for you to share it with us. And some things you've overcome. Well, um, I think everybody you know, has a cool story. Um, I love, in fact, I love that. I love just listening yeah. um, to the stories. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, I got a unique, uh, mine's unique, I guess, uh, in certain circles, but, um, you know, and I had drug problems and alcohol and you know, tobacco and all that stuff. But, uh, I was thinking about it when you called me and you're like, Hey man, I want, we're doing an overcomer series. Come and give your, your testimony or some of your story. Um, anger, anger was, a was something that I, I overcame. That yeah. is a, has been a really big deal. Um, it started in high school. Um, I grew up, um, you know, in a home where dad was not around. Okay. Right. And, and that's not totally true. So, <laughs> so <laughs> right. he, he was around, but right. he wasn't, uh, he wasn't absent. around. Yeah. Absent. He was absent until he was like out of the house and then he was gone. Cause I got a right. divorce, you know, when I was in junior high, okay. is what it was. And so he's gone. So obviously there's insecurity that develops out of that. Yeah. Um, but um, I was in sports in little league. Um, you know, I was all the way up through fifth grade. I was, you know, I didn't realize I was, you know, um, I didn't realize I had a problem with insecurity, but then in junior high, I, I, I just, I went through puberty late. So all these kids began to mature and I was always like, good basketball player. I was the sports guy. I was really athletic, energetic, all that. But then there began to be this change, uh, you know, in, in my, in my, um, peer group. And so sixth grade, sixth grade to play basketball, but then seventh grade, you know, I'm not as big, I'm not as strong, I'm not as fast and insecurity begins to bloom. And then, you know, uh, I didn't go, I didn't go through puberty toss probably ninth grade into my ninth grade year. And so, played basketball, sit the bench and end up quitting in ninth grade. And, uh, it just led to insecurity, fear, uh, being picked on, bullied, that kind of stuff. Um, and it wasn't until I was in the Marine Corps yeah. and I was in boot camp when, um, they took us and they put us in this, like in part of the training was they paired us up and they put us in this like box. It was like super close. Like, you know, it's, you can't get out and and it only goes up to you. It would only go up to about her, I guess my shoulder, my armpits, but it was really close. And you, you basically hit until one guy fell. 
Right. And I was scared to death because I'd really never been in a fight before. Okay. Um, and so we, we, you know, and he was a friend of mine. It's actually a hilarious story because he's a, he was a big guy and I was like, dude, you gotta be cool. Don't kill me. You know? And he's like, Oh no, no. So they got us in there and I'm thinking I'm hitting him first as hard as I can, man. <laughs> I'm going to hit him before he hits oh, me. Heck, yeah. And he was going to be cool. And right. they said, go. And he was like, you know, he, he kind of hit me. He was going to hit me soft. And I went whack and I hit him. And I saw this look of like betrayal, anger on his face. And then he just pounded me, man. I remember it hitting me, hitting me. And I seen stars and I fell down and I came out. I, I walked by him. I was like, dude, he's like, man, you told me. And you know, he's a yeah. good friend of mine, yeah. but his name Meadows is what his name was. And, um, but on, I, in, hundred percent truth. I remember thinking that didn't hurt that bad. <laughs> right. And then we got out of boot camp and we'd go to, you know, live in the life and of, of just military. Um, we were always going out and getting in fights on weekends. And I, um, of course I didn't think far ahead about serious injury. Okay. Right. Anything. But I learned that, you know, um, you get good at moving your head and you can get hit and it's not the end of the world. Right. And so, uh, all that to say, there's a whole story behind that, but, yep. I, I, I lended myself to anger. It was a way to, you know, combat, yep. uh, insecurity. So you just be the first one to hit really hard. You know, <laughs> that was the, that was, that a, was your plan that of was, attack. Yeah, that was a plan of attack. So, and by that time I was getting bigger, six foot four, you know, and right. all that. And so you just, yeah. And you just develop an attitude and it's all show. And it was just, it was right. just terrible. But it was all sourced in anger, all sourced in anger, all sourced in anger. Yeah. You're, you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to treat yeah. me. There was a false sense of masculinity by that, you know, all that. Wow. And so, um, well, I get saved in 95. Yeah. Okay. And um, at a Billy Graham crusade, at a Billy Graham crusade, and I come home and my life changes. Yeah, and of course I'm not going to fight. I'm yeah. not going to punch anybody. But that, um, you know, that insecurity is still there. Yeah, because that hadn't been dealt with. Because it it comes from a spirit of rejection. If anybody, if you don't know what a spirit of rejection is, that's something probably you should look into. Okay, because uh, it's it's a real thing. And um, so I hadn't dealt with any of that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'd blow my top. You remember me, you oh, know, yeah. I'd blow my mm -hmm. top and, and it was always over righteous stuff. You know, I wasn't a jerk, but what happened is I ended up being sourced by anger mm. instead of being sourced by the Holy spirit. Yeah. And so um, in one particular time at it, I was on my way to a revival Yeah. and I'm, I'm leaving. And this is before we had a house here and we were here for some reason. So this was, this was, you know, probably 2007, maybe CJ okay. had just been born a couple years. We had just got the bus and I think we parked it here and Krina was staying here for a couple of weeks. Um, and I think she was actually pregnant. No, it was before she was pregnant with Elena. Anyway, so I'm leaving town and I'm coming up behind this guy and he's on the freeways driving a truck, a little old white truck with pulling some lawn stuff. And I'm on my way to revival, leaving on a Saturday. I'm excited, man. It's going to be great. And, uh, and I'm coming up, he's doing like 20 mile an hour. We're on the back roads, you know, I'm heading to cut the, cut the corner off of uh, I-65 to go in, you know, somewhere up by Bowling Green. And um, I'm, I just go around him, you know, not, not too close. And, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. just, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling and, you know, it's kind of cool. Well, I, I pull in front of him and he's flipping me off. And I'm just, I didn't deserve that. And I hit the brakes on the, on the, on the truck. And that's when I was lifting back yeah. in those days. I was even, you know, and so I heard it. I heard it. I don't think it was audible in the car, but it was the loudest 
God spoke to me at that point in my life, probably. Right. Aside from getting saved first time. Um, but um, I heard it. You're going to end up just like your dad. Wow. Who died as a result of a fist fight on the side of the road. Wow. And uh, it shocked me. Yeah. And that's when he began to deal with me on it. And that was the first time. And But I mean, he convicted me of it. So I'm like, not going to do that anymore. But it still was going on inside of me. Right. And I was still sourced. And then the breaking point was um, we were in the bus, and this was shortly after, and CJ was little. He's probably four or five. You know? right. So this is probably 2010, maybe. Yeah. Okay. And um, we're somewhere, and uh, Corinda's up front with CJ, and Elena's born at this point. Uh, she's a baby, and mom's upset with CJ about something. So she yells back, Jerry, come up here, deal with CJ. And I'm frustrated because I'm dealing with something. So I come up and I'm not like mad or whatever, but as, I, as I'm walking up, CJ sees me coming and he falls down and he puts his hands up and it shocked me. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit was involved in that because I remember that's how I responded to my dad. And I stopped wow. and I knelt down and I was like, hey buddy, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. And of course, Corinna's standing there with like a look of disapproval on her <laughs> right. face. And so I deal with him and yeah. we go back in the back and she's like, you don't know what you look like when you're angry. And that was, that was a, a, a very pivotal moment in my life because I said, um, I'm not gonna, he's not gonna grow up with a dad like that. Yeah. And cause it was still there. Right. And that's when I begin to really deal inside with, you know, I don't, it was not just I'm embarrassed. I don't want anybody right. to see this. And it wasn't right. like, I want to go to heaven. I genuinely was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to be that kind of person. And it was insecurity, you know, because yeah, it was sourced in insecurity hundred percent, you know? And so in fact, this is hilarious. Uh, Corinna was asking me about what we we're talking about today. And we were talking about it this morning and insecurity is a killer. I mean, it's mm -hmm. a killer. Mm -hmm. And you know, why would another man's opinion whom I don't know in a car, invoke such a strong response out of me you know yeah, that's good that's yeah actually really good yeah so i don't i don't respond to that and and i yeah. don't give weight to that opinion it just doesn't matter you know right. it, I, doesn't it doesn't matter. yeah it really doesn't matter yeah. and what's even more is they they have to live in that you know yes they live in that so i was at walmart yesterday right and there's this lady and i come up to her and i said uh, i was Chris was looking for this certain kind of like oat milk thing or whatever I was like, hey, do you guys have this oat milk? And she goes, she looks at me and goes, what? And then she went back to her thing. And I was like, sorry, you know? <laughs> and this other guy looked at me and he was like mad for me. And I was like, you know, it's, come on, man. I don't know what kind of day she's had. But it broke my heart. Like she lives in that. Yeah. Yeah, I lives yeah, in that. Yeah, I lives in that. So, sure. yeah, my, mm. I, I'm, um, I'm secure in who I am, okay? Even all my faults and flaws and all that. Um, I'm, I'm honest with myself. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to overcompensate, but, uh, that's, that has been, um, I mean, beyond sexual temptation, beyond, uh, fear, although fear, fear and insecurity are really close. Cause it's really rooted in either fear of God, fear of man or fear of the demonic Obviously, right. insecurity is, but, um, more than anything else in my life, I was like, what do I talk about drugs? I talk about that really wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. He's cured me from that. Alcohol yeah, that wasn't was hard. The, that's probably the root of it. You know, that was the root of it. And then if you go back, we actually talked to the interns this week about this. Like, you know, they, they, you know, when God created the family, it's a picture of the Trinity. And so we have God, the father, hundred percent. Right. So yep. you were scared of your father. So, so that created that fear, 
which creates insecurity, like you said, so you masked it in this, mm-hmm. this rage, really. Um, because we know anger, like when we're talking about anger, the anger you're talking about is like this rage, like yes. this uncontrollable anger that you can't control, you just rage, right? Yes. And because uh, anger obviously is not bad, we all experience anger, 100%. it's actually what we do with it, right? Yep, absolutely. So how we express it, how we deal with it, we don't stuff it, we don't explode, but we walk through it healthily. Yep. And so what you're saying there, is God delivered you from that. And that is so powerful. Yeah. And there's probably something in there, Chad, about um, I had this, you know, perverted, and I meet so many people, um, whether on the disc golf course, okay, right. and I don't do much. So, you know, to have long-term conversations with unsaved people, I don't work like at a job in, in the world. Okay. Right. So it's like to have long-term, I have to really kind of like be intentional to have those kind of conversations with people who don't know Jesus. But what I find is they have such a distorted view of the church, of God, of Christianity and what they believe. I don't believe it either. Like if I have that view of God, <laughs> I wouldn't follow the guy, man, not at all. Right. So I, I'm still working through some of that. In fact, I heard this quote, and it was like so beautiful. I can't even remember who actually said it, but it was it was something along the lines of there are two responses we have to God, um, and it, it comes back to how we you know the connection between how we see God with how we see our own fathers, which you yeah. just mentioned. Yes. And one of the what the first one is, um, man, I'm in a lot of trouble. I hope my dad doesn't find out. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, man, I'm in a lot of trouble. I need to go see my dad. Yeah. Those are two different things. That's so good. It is. And it was like, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in a, it doesn't matter. He's for me. Dude, yeah. he's so like, you know, I just, my heart goes out to people that don't know him. Like he's, he's so good. He's mm. so good. And his, his, he's not scolding. See the saving from, you know, from anger, which is rooted in security is, you know, you don't have to live in that. You are secure. You can view yourself the way that I view you because his opinion of me is a little bit more valued than my opinion of me. Yeah. It's a little bit more valuable. So that's powerful. Yeah. All of that is. So when we talk about, you know, what I was delivered from, it was, I think sometimes we think coming to church, I go to the altar, I pray, we're good. It, there's so many fingers of webs in mm. every area of my life yeah. that the Lord just has to walk me through, get my yeah. permission. Yes. And I, and I think it's, it reminds me that, you know, we've used this analogy a lot. You know, there's a tree that produces fruit. Yeah. And if we go after all the fruit, we'll be here forever. Forever. Right. And it's going to continue producing it. Right. But and we got we to cut the root of that sucker, man. We got to take the ax to the root of the tree, which is Jesus. And he cuts that tree down. Then it dies. Then all that fruit dies. 100%. So when you got delivered from anger, all that other stuff will die. Yes. Right? Yep. So go ahead. What were you saying? Well, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I heard Jeff, uh, what's his name? He used to be in Yorktown. We went. We did revivals there back in like the Jeff mid nineties. Yes, I've seen him this weekend, by the way. Oh wow! And he's at uh, him and Tanette are uh, Michigan, uh, the uh, Indian Lake uh, caretakers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I get to see him this weekend. So yeah. or this week, tomorrow, and, and Friday. So I'm excited about it. Anyway, so uh, he gave this illustration years ago. I did. I did the. Uh, I did a junior high camp for him in 1996. Right. And. Um, he used this illustration one night. I don't know how he, I remember this, and it was in some context, but he was teaching on uh, a tree and its fruit, and that if you go after the fruit, you'll, it, he didn't say you'll be there forever. He says you'll actually, if you go after the fruit and you know you like beat the tree, you know it'll actually it, it produces more fruit. Mm. 
Yeah. And it's like, he gave this story about he had this apple tree and it was never bearing fruit. And he called this guy over and he's like, dude, I'm going to cut this thing down. And he goes, no, 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 no. You, he goes, you, you got to work with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes out there with this bat, a baseball bat and beats the tar out of this tree, breaks off some limbs and hammers it. He says, next year it'll bear fruit. He's like, what? And you can Google it. There's something to do with trauma to fruit trees that makes them produce more. Isn't that what? incredible? He used that illustration. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you go after fruit, you're going to end up producing more fruit. Yeah. You have to go after root. You, you have, have to go, go through. through. So that's we're not we're not so dealing good. with we're not dealing with what's going on out here. There's something. This is yeah. You know, this has got to be. Yeah, I, I get it. I know why you're acting like this. I'd act the same way because you're there's something in here that's not right. Right. Until until you deal with that. Until that gets healed. That's so good. So in our overcomer series, Jeremiah got delivered from rage, and so yeah. um, and a which lot was of it, a fruit. Yeah, it was fruit, and it was the root of it. Obviously, was insecurity and the fear of fear of man and and father things that yep. God healed you Self-hatred, from. Self-hatred, bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's so good. Well, uh, closing us out, I want you to pray for anybody in the camera here who, who may be deliver, uh, dealing with rage. 100%. And let's just pray that the Lord delivers them right now. Yeah, so Father, um, you are you are a good, good Father, and uh, you love us. And um, Father, I just pray um, in the, the way that you work, you run people across channels across pages all these social media outlets father where uh, um, i pray that you would run the right person um, that is struggling with insecurity and anger and the manifestation of ultimately self-hatred which can stem from a lot of things in their life uh, that that's not how you see them and they don't have to they don't have to live in that so father um, i pray that you would just um I pray you would give them grace to say this prayer right now in the name of Jesus. So if you're watching this, I want you to just come into agreement with me and say, Jesus, I give you the right to bring deep inner healing in my life. Bring the right person along. Open my eyes to what needs to be untwisted inside of me. I want to see myself the way you do because I don't want to be this kind of person in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the podcast.